0: Hi, and welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We're so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are a part of the conversation. Today, we're continuing our conversation on building up confidence, and we're going into part two of that series. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you can listen to that uh, by looking at our previous podcast on the same platform you're on now. I really encourage you to do that, but uh, part two starts off where part one left off, and so um, that is, we are talking to a friend of mine named Robbie Lashua. He is the pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church in Arizona. And he is also a co-host for Christ's Culture and Coffee podcast. And so you can check him out at both those places, but he is uh, just a great resource. And so we wanted to call him up and talk about having confidence in our faith. And so that's what you're about to hear. We hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is this week's podcast. Hello. Hey, Robbie, it's Jeremy. Hey, what's up? Hey, we're doing a podcast, and uh, we're talking about confidence. We're talking about confidence in God and in our faith, and uh, we've been talking about confidence in general and just wanted to bring you on to talk about how we can have more confidence in our faith.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Well, thanks for having me.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I don't know if you know Gary. Gary is here, too, and I'm here. Hey, how you doing?
1: Good, Gary. Yeah, I don't know you. I've only heard about you through our mutual friend, Bob Dunn.
2: Oh, I knew that word was going to come out on the (laughs) – we love Bob. And he was actually on one of our podcasts, so – Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so good to hear. I've heard a lot about you, too, and I hope what you heard about me was good because what I heard about you was was really good.
1: Yep, all good.
2: Good. Good.
0: So, Robbie, um, we've been talking about – just uh, before we called you, we are talking about having confidence and faith and how sometimes those things can wane because of uh, what's going on in the world, because of what's going on in our lives – Um, I specifically talked about how um, the political atmosphere has kind of made me rethink uh, some of the things uh, that I used to believe and in that uh, there's a correlation between the political and evangelicals. And Mm -hmm. so then it started to make me think, okay, hey, has everything I have believed about life and uh, my faith been... Uh, correct? Is, is is Should I have my confidence in what I've been taught or should I start questioning it? Which kind of led us to, to say, hey, mm-hmm. uh, with that, um, how do we know that our confidence in, in our faith is correct? So we wanted to get you online, just talk about that and talk about uh, having confidence in, in our faith and confidence in what we believe. So um, you're the pastor of apologetics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, that's and we talked about uh, what that meant before we got you on the line. So um, with that, um, we're just wondering where you see people and, and where you see a lack of confidence or or uh, where people kind of get tripped up in, in this modern world of having their, their confidence and their faith.
2: And Robbie, just to give you a, a, a platform to spring from right before we called you when we had this conversation, I was letting Jeremy know that I don't think confidence can be uh, the source of your confidence can't be feelings or emotions. It has to be on truth. And mm-hmm. so, as the pastor apologetics, I'd just love to hear your your take on our conversation.
1: Yeah. So um, I think that when it comes to yeah confidence or, or trust in your in your faith and in what you what you believe, um, there's there's a couple of things that are important. Um, the first is that I think as Christians and as best as I know from studying kind of like the history of Christianity and everything um, the Christian faith uh, is a faith that's steeped in uh, propositional knowledge we don't have a we don't have a belief that oh if I just trust it enough right if I just faith it enough it, it'll make it mm-hmm. true that doesn't work for anything it has to we need to discover what's true and trust in what's what's true right um, so how can we have confidence that what we're believing is reality yeah. I think – and that's that's something that's near and dear to my heart because I don't want to believe something because my grandma believed it mm. or because some pastor told it to me. Um, that's a dumb reason to believe a lot of things. <laughs> um, so no, I think we need to do better than that. Um, so I, I think when it comes to this question, um, what we should be seeking as Christians is what's called propositional knowledge. There's three different types of knowledge. Um, And this is this is the I think one of the most important propositional knowledge. Basically, that means justified true belief, Hmm. justified true belief. Right. And so each each one of those words is a a whole category of its own. Right. Right. But you, you can't have propositional knowledge. If the thing you think you have knowledge about isn't true because mm. that's not called knowledge. That's called the mistaken, right? That's <laughs> not not right. So it needs to be true. Like, um, for instance, there's, um, there's coffee in my coffee pot right now. And that's a true statement because in actuality, in, in reality, there is coffee in my coffee pot right now. I know it. I'm looking at it. It's true. Um, so that's a true, that's a truth. Now, when when it comes to truths like coffee in a coffee pot, I also believe that there's coffee in my coffee pot, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't just, it's yeah. not just that there actually is, but I believe there is, um, and and that's a part of propositional knowledge because there are a lot of things that are true that humans don't know about. So just because something's true doesn't mean we have propositional knowledge about it. Um, we also have to have a belief, mm-hmm. right? So we have to we have to be trusting in what's real. But, and this is where I think it's important for us as Christians, it it can't just be true belief. It needs to be justified true belief. We have to have reasons and evidence to trust in it because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people I I would throw, you know, Mormons, Muslims, atheists, they all have beliefs, but their beliefs aren't true, right? And they would say the same thing about us. We have a belief in in Christianity and the risen Jesus, but our belief's not true um, so where it comes down to it is what's the best justified true belief, and that's where it comes down to uh, evidence and reasons, and that's where I think Christians um, really lack uh, in in a lot of areas today. For the last for the last 150 years, actually, mm-hmm. we've kind of stopped being a. a uh, a knowledge, religion, uh, you know, based on reasons and evidence. Yeah. Turned into just trust us. Just believe it. You know, the the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is just asinine, to be honest. And it's uh, most Christians through history would just be appalled. <laughs> that that's the state <laughs> that it's in. So um, so when it comes down to it, uh, there's a really good this this kind of helps because I know this is kind of heady. This really helps bring it home one of my professors. Uh, he would use this analogy. He would say, imagine there's a homeless guy who lives at the beach in California, and his philosophy on life is to believe everything that he reads in the Newport Beach public restroom that's graffitied in the second stall. All right? So that's his philosophy on life. He uh, believes it if it's, in, if it's graffitied in the second stall of the bathroom. Yep. The homeless guy goes in, and he reads, um, George Washington was the first president of the United States, and he believes it. So is he right or wrong?
2: Uh, he's right.
1: He's right. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's completely right. Well, that's a little scared there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this guy's he's he's he he has now. Think about this. He has true belief because George Washington was in fact the first president of the United States, and this guy's trusting in that fact. Now, yet, yet yeah, yeah, his
2: evidence that. is only the stall. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, he just believes whatever's written in the bathroom stall okay. is his philosophy on life. So yep. he has a true belief in regards to that. Okay. Now imagine a, um, a history professor who's you know went to the history and, and got a PhD at Columbia and teaches at Harvard, has written three biographies on George Washington, owns you know some of his wooden teeth, whatever. <laughs> um, this guy has spent his life knowing who George Washington was, and he's got copious amounts of evidence for believing that George Washington was in fact the first president of the United States. They both have the same true belief, but the college professor has justified true belief. Mm -hmm. The homeless man doesn't. And the sad reality is, is we've got a lot of bathroom stall Christians and we don't have a lot of history professor Christians out there.
0: Well, what do you think, um, you know, when I think about Christianity, when I think about the people who are around me growing up, um, a lot of our faith came from experience, experiential mm-hmm. belief, right? So how does that play into the whole concept of confidence and lack of confidence in your view?
1: Well, I think that experience um, is a way of knowing things for sure, right? Um, um, we, we know things through our five senses. Mm-hmm. That's one way. We know uh, of, of things through our experiences. I've had experiences where God's spoken to me, um, He's He's He said very um, appropriate and, and tender and timely things to my heart at different times in my life. Um, so I know I know that He does those things. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to my experience, um, a Mormon would say the exact same thing. I know Mormonism is true because I prayed about it, because Moroni ten four says to pray about it, and um, I had, had that a feeling burning that. in the bosom. Yeah, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah. I know it's true. A, a Muslim would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that a Christian experience isn't valid. I think it is valid. But I think it's definitely one of the least um, one of the least pieces of evidence that should give us confidence. Wow. Well, um, I, but I think most of our culture, that's where they go towards is experience equals truth. And, man, I've been tricked a lot of times with different experiences. Well,
2: it's easier, right? <laughs> it's easier to have experience than to, to dig down and find justifiable truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause you're just kind of letting life happen to you yeah. I and mean, you let, you let your circumstances dictate what you believe versus seeking truth. Well,
0: and I, I think that's why a lot of Christians, uh, that I know at least have, have a lot of problems with confidence in what they believe, have a lot of quandaries going on in their head of, of what's, what's true and what's not. And, and don't really understand what they believe because a lot of what they have is based off their experience and their feelings Mm -hmm. Uh, because of those experiences or other people's experience or other people's experience, other people that feed in through, through friendships, through social media, through news cycle, whatever. Um, and and I think, you know, and and I'll even put myself in that boat is sometimes our, our experiences and our feelings trump that, that truth. And so therefore it leads to a lack of confidence in our faith because Mm -hmm. of the things that are going on around us.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's true. Um, and, and, and there's a couple of different, um, this is interesting because when, when you get into what shakes your confidence it's always doubt mm. right that's that's the key doubt um and there's three different kinds of doubt there's there's uh, intellectual doubt there's emotional doubt mm-hmm. and there's volitional doubt um and intellectual doubt is the is the least common um when somebody doubts intellectually you give them the answer and they're satisfied um when people uh, uh-huh. doubt emotionally it hurts them, right? And they don't they don't listen to an answer because there's something that's that's paining them mm-hmm. on an emotional level. And so giving intellectual reasons to an emotional doubter isn't attacking the problem. And I think a lot of people, like you're saying, Jeremy, their experiences, they've been let down. They've been hurt. Um, they have, they've got questions that they didn't seek answers to. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, those things turn into emotional doubt, which is more difficult to deal with than intellectual doubt. And so I think, yeah, I do think that I think that's an issue. And I think as Christians, this this is where it comes down to for me. Okay, I, I and I, I've heard people say this, and and I, I think this is such a good statement. I don't believe that Christianity is true. I know it's true. Hmm. I know it's true, and that I propositional knowledge. I know it's true. I have a belief in the truth of it because it's justified. Mm. Um, and I think that, that that's one of the things I want to do with with people in my church, with, with people you know that we reach out to on the podcast. Is I want people to have confidence, not because of an emotional feeling they have, um, not because they won't go through doubt. You definitely will, but because when when you get to the end of your rope and and the, the doubts you know harming you emotionally and you're you're stressed out. Um, you go back to the evidence and the evidence for Christianity is just so strong that even if like, even if I wanted to walk away from Christianity right now, I don't know if I could Mm -hmm. because the evidence is so overwhelming. Um, And so I think we need to, we need to help other believers see how much evidence there is because as Christians, like you were saying with confidence, we all can grow in our faith, right? Right. We're supposed to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And so, Man, a belief or trusting in something is, you know, being 51% sure. Hmm. And you can grow in your belief. You mm-hmm. know, maybe maybe you're you're at a 65%, you know, certainty that Jesus rose from the dead. Well, through studying the, the evidence, looking at the justifiable reasons, you can grow that belief maybe from 65 to 70. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we can yeah. get more confident in our faith, but it's through justified true belief.
2: Because without it, you just don't have faith. I mean, confidence is an integral foundation to faith, Then that's what I hear you say.
1: Yeah, well, and confidence can shake your trust, right? Shake your faith. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something happens. I'll I'll give you a, for instance, when I was a kid, I was reading through the Bible, because that's what you're supposed to do, you know, as a good Christian kid, you read (laughs) through the Bible. (laughs) And I got to this passage about Judas, right? And everyone knows Judas killed himself and committed suicide, right? Right. So I get to this passage, and I'm reading the Bible, and it talks about how the Pharisees took Judas, and they threw him in an open field, and his, his stomach got cut open, and his guts fell out, and he died. And I had a panic attack. I was probably like 10, 11 years old. I freaked out. I'm like, wait a second. I know he, he hanged himself. So I'm looking in the other Gospels, and I see there's evidence over here he hanged himself, right? But then I go back to this one, and mm-hmm. now he got thrown into a field, and so I'm sitting there as uh, this kid. And I'm thinking, I have just proven Christianity wrong. Nobody in 2,000 years has seen this contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my infinite wisdom, it's an allegory.
2: 11- in your five, childish confidence of, uh, of yeah. you, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've discovered it. And I had a moment there because my, my grandpa was a pastor. And I had a moment thinking, I should call my grandpa to see what he thinks about this. But then I, I kind of hesitated because I was like, man, I don't want to shake his faith and ruin Christianity. For him. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up calling him and he's like, oh no. He's like, if you, if, yeah, he's like, everyone knows about that. Uh, if you, if you read the passages carefully, uh, they threw him in the field after he hanged himself. And I looked and, and it was true. Mm. And I was like, oh man, that's great. You know, sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, I, but can, if, here's the deal. I can believe if my I
2: Christianity looked,
1: now. Yeah, yeah. But if I if I wouldn't have sought out an answer or evidence and I just would have stuffed that down, I would have become an emotional doubter and I would have been panicked and I would have gone to church and I'd be questioning and I'd be thinking. Yeah, The and seeds think, of
2: doubt would have been planted for a lot of things then, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. My family, my, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. And so this is, this is what I think as Christians, like sometimes we're so lazy and, and we, <laughs> we have a question or, or our confidence gets shaken. And we just we just try to um, trust over the top of mm-hmm. of the the doubt, which never works. Um, you have to appease it. You have to go find out why your doubt's wrong. You need to doubt your doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, I think that a lot of Christians don't do that. And and if if I could just get one message out there, uh, Christianity has the answers. There's not going to be anything somebody thinks up that hasn't been thought up before. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I come up with a new quandary, or I think I find some type of contradiction in the Bible or something with a textual variance or, you know, whatever. I go and look and guess what? There were guys 500 years ago yeah. who found the same thing and then they figured out the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't, we, we don't have a faith that's, that's we have a very robust knowledge-based faith. Um, and if Christians would understand that The answers are there. Christianity has the answers. And maybe you don't know it. and Maybe your pastor doesn't know it. But go look into it. I mean, it's out there. Um, But a lot of people don't do that. And then their emotions take them away with doubt.
2: So uh, doubt can be good in as much as it drives you to the answer. Because we've been taught, you know, to doubt is bad and it says something about your Christianity. But doubt could be the prompting to go find the answer, correct?
1: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think doubt's a bad thing. Uh, the, the, the the um the opposite of faith isn't doubt right right and that's that's a misnomer that's something people think a lot it's not true i i often point people to you know when they come to me it's like a secret like i'm having some doubts about things i'm like great like welcome to the club everyone has doubts yeah. i don't know why this is a secret you know yeah um but but i like to take people to matthew 11 with john the baptist right mm-hmm. he's, he's thrown in jail he i mean think about this guy he, he's the first one who recognized Jesus as the Messiah when he was in utero in his mom's womb. He leaps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who says, Behold the Lamb of God he takes away the sins of the world. He baptizes Jesus. He hears the voice of God. He sees the Spirit send like a dove. This guy knew who Jesus was, and he gets thrown in prison, and he's going to have his head chopped off, and he freaks out. Mm. He doubts, mm-hmm. and he sends his, his disciples to Jesus, and I mean, how embarrassing is this? He sends them and says, Go make sure— he's legit.
2: Go make sure he's... Yeah, That's his last recorded words. That's what we're left with. <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? Yeah, it's... it's uh, uh, How embarrassing right? If doubt is this real heinous thing. But I love what Jesus does. John's disciples come to him and they say, you know, this is my paraphrase, yeah. John's freaking out in prison and he wants to make sure he didn't waste his life and you're actually the Messiah. Mm. And what does Jesus do? He tells them, go back to him and tell him, the blind see... Right, mm-hmm. The deaf are hearing The lame are walking Because the, those were prophecies about the Messiah From Isaiah that John knew And, and his disciples So Jesus, wh- what he provided To John's doubt was evidence Right, he, he didn't say Oh what a slacker, he should just trust me mm-hmm. Doesn't he know who I am Doesn't he just believe what I say Because I say it Jesus said, go and tell him what you're seeing Go, mm-hmm. go and tell him the evidence that's here And then Jesus turns to the to the crowd, and um, I have it right here. Let me see. He says um, – this is Matthew 11, 7 and, and through 10. He says, what did you go out in the wilderness to see, a reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see, a man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. What then did you go out to see, a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Mm. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. So in tremendous – I mean emotional doubt, intellectual doubt, freaking out in prison, Jesus provides evidence, and then he turns to the crowd and says, and by the way, there's been no one born of woman greater than him. So I don't think doubt is a bad thing necessarily.
2: No, it, it, it serves a purpose in as much as it drives you to find answers.
1: Yeah, and it can—I mean—and it can drive you to find answers, or it can cripple you into disbelief in everything. Yeah. But perpetual skepticism isn't a, isn't a belief. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm all for doubting, but I'm all for um, um, seeking answers to your doubts. If 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 I have doubts about Christianity, I write them down. And then I go try to find the answer. And every single time it's out there. Yeah. Um I, I'm not I'm not brilliant. I'm not that unique. Um I I, I think of the same things people for the last two thousand years have been thinking of. Right. And there's already answers. So the more you do that, and this is the, the thing, the more you seek answers to your doubts and you see that Christianity comes through for you, yeah. the more confidence it builds in your faith. So doubt can be a confidence builder.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's a t shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I got I got I get ten
1: percent of the Okay, the gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: great. <laughs> cool. Well thanks Robbie for, for jumping on with us and you shed a lot of light on uh, yeah. on just how to so how confidence plays into faith and how we can build up our confidence. So really do appreciate you coming on and, and talking through that. And Um, Robbie does have a podcast. I, I didn't mention this before he came on. Uh, he has a podcast where they go through and talk through all different types of subjects, things that are all around, um, you know, that people deal with every day and, and just, just how God moves through that. Um. Robbie, what's that called?
1: Christ culture and coffee.
0: Christ culture and coffee, and they give a coffee tip at the start of each one too. So if you like coffee,
1: coffee no wonder he
2: has coffee in his coffee pot. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and always What are
2: where are the platforms that you can find your podcast on?
1: It's it's everywhere. Okay. Yes. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, you know, it's, okay. it's everywhere. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love for people to check that out. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This has been really fun.
0: Thanks for coming on. We'll have you on in a couple weeks. And, uh, when we talk about church. And, yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: that will be great. Cause and you're going to
2: have be. to smooth out our rough edges. <laughs> yeah.
0: <okay. laughs> cool. Well, thanks Robbie. <laughs>
2: Thank we appreciate you, Robbie. it. Have a good no night.
1: Problem, you guys. Yep. Thanks for having oh. me on. Okay. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you later.
0: All right. Bye. See you. Sarabi so really hit some good points there. He really talked us through some uh some amazing things that that you know, honestly, I didn't even think about with faith and how doubt mm-hmm. works in there and, mm-hmm. and um and how to build confidence in that and man, it was great to have him on. Um there's some other places that we we can kind of pull from in the Bible that just talk about confidence and talk about uh, the confident building up confidence and talking about the importance of confidence in your faith. And uh, so we just want to kind of talk through some of those things here and, and talk through uh, what those look like for us.
2: Well, in light of what Robbie was saying about, you know, your confidence being built on evidence and, and proof, you know, Ephesians three twelve says this in him and through faith in him, we may approach God in freedom and confidence. So if I'm going to go to a God and, and ask him for a prayer and i'm not confident that he's the almighty that he knows the beginning from the end he has the power uh, to handle something great and he wouldn't overlook something that's so small my confidence really plays a big role in my prayer life then too what
0: Yeah, I think you have to have confidence in order to to go to God and, and and know that He is faithful to give to us what we need, not what we want, but what we need. And sometimes need and want end up intersecting. But yep, yep. I think it's important. You know, um, it was really hard for me a lot of times, uh, and this is where the experiential evidence comes from. Right, it's really hard for me uh, when my son was born. Uh, three days after he was born, we were in the hospital, and um, and. I, I never really reached out to people and asked them to pray for me before. But at that moment I realized that this is what I need because uh, he's in the hospital and he's he has a fever and they're talking spinal tap and they're talking all these different things uh, that are just scaring the bejesus out of me. And so all that to say is I reached out and, and and not reached out so that people would pray for us, but reached out because I know that there's power in prayer and I've seen it before and I felt it before and I have um, I know that the scripture tells me that there's power in prayer, right? And so I realized that I needed people to do this because the more people I have praying, uh, the more power that can ensue. And, and as we come together and, and lay uh, the, the need before God, he's faithful to give us what we need. And so having more people praying for us, uh, I did it in confidence, but it also comforted us. It also uh, helped us see that God was moving as well. Um, As we went through this, as we knew people were praying, as people were telling us they were praying, as people came and prayed, we realized that God was really changing my son's condition. And so therefore, uh, it built up my confidence even more to see God moving through that Mm -hmm. as well.
2: And so often as God does... Uh, and he doesn't have to, this would be a a part of his mercy and his grace that does that. When we respond to him in confidence, there there is a residual effect for us. Old Testament verse of Jeremiah 17 says this, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. God is, I think, saying that, listen, if I believe in him, my belief is set on the truth of who he is, I'm gonna be blessed. And Hebrews 10 says, so don't throw away your confidence. Chapter 10, verse 35. Do not throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. And I think as God does, uh, there's there's purposes for our confidence. It makes our life easier. In fact, and there's a verse on Isaiah that says, our confidence in him brings peace and quietness. And so as God always does, he rewards us for that un- unwavering, uh, devoted confidence and trust in him. And I, I again, not that we do things to get things, but that's how good God is.
0: So you used a word there, and because words matter, I yes. think it's important that we actually talk about it. Um, it's something that I've been thinking through and in, in dealing with is the concept of trust and how it mm. how it works with faith. Because in a lot of places that I've been reading lately, and by lately, I mean three weeks ago when I read my Bible last. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it talks about how faith and trust kind of coincide. And, t- mm-hmm. and and there's tons of verses in there that talk about faith and believing uh, specifically. Um, but then it goes on to say trust, that we must trust in God. Mm. I think it's hard a lot of times to trust in God. And, and I think that's another reason why some of us lack confidence in, in our faith is because we don't understand the concept of trusting God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we've said on a couple different podcasts, we we kind of view God as this, this overarching ruler who's going to just take away and take, take, take. He's a taker is what we've said in the past. Um, but when I see that, I sit there and wonder how many of us really trust that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Um, as we have these quandaries of faith, do we really trust the evidence that we see? Do we trust the things that we know to be true? Do we trust mm-hmm. that God is who he said he was? Do we trust that God is as forgiving as he is, as mm-hmm. gracious as he is, as merciful as he is? Yeah. Or do we sit there and try to regain his favor by doing and doing and doing and doing? Yeah. And I think that's Good where point. a lot of us yeah. sit is we, 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 lack trust and we lack confidence in God by the way that we react to him, by the way we react to our sin is we try to make it better. We try to atone for it. We try to make penance for it, but we can't do any of that and make it better. We can do all that stuff and it might make us feel better, but it doesn't make it better. And in actuality, it's showing our lack of trust in God and who he said he was and the evidence that he that is presented in the Bible that shows us who he was. Yeah,
2: so what I hear you saying is that it's, and I agree, I think it's possible to have faith. In other words, you can have faith and not have trust, but you can't have trust without having faith. Is that kind of what I heard you say? Because I can have faith in God that he's there, but not trust him that he's going to be there in my time of need. But if I trust him, I also have that faith in him. I think that so.
0: Where I am coming from is there was a verse, and I don't remember where it was that I was reading that said, basically, and I've said it before: is even the demons believed right. that that Jesus was the Son of God? Right. And then you see the the scripture that says, if you believe that you will be saved, you if you call yep. upon the name of the Lord, believe that you will be saved. Yeah. Um, when I intersect those two verses, the thing that I see is that it that demons don't trust in God to save them. They believe, but they don't trust, right. right? So in actuality, we can believe that God is the Son of God, but do we really trust in the saving grace and the the um, resurrection and trust that he is going to um, resurrect us yeah. um, from the dead and, and that we are going to be with him? Do we trust in God Or do we just believe in who he said he was?
2: That's a great question. And I think in light of what Robbie just said, if I find a time when I'm not trusting, uh, that's a sidekick to doubt. I really need to pursue and find the answer to that Mm -hmm. because, as he said, the answers are there. So I I think it doesn't mean because I don't trust I never will. Maybe my, my lack of trust is just ignorance of the truth that's out there. Yeah. But I I totally agree that we could, you know, I could believe, and, and, and to some degree, I know that I've, I've told other people before that I struggle with that a little bit. And my mentor uh, is the one that kind of flayed me open one day when I told him that. So, <clears throat> and I've said on prior podcasts that, that we've had two daughters that die. When my last daughter was in the hospital, uh, I remember believing that day that she was going to be healed and the next morning uh, she was gone and so it affected my personal faith. So, again, if, if Jeremy, if you came to this podcast today and said, uh, the doctor told me I have cancer, I can have 100% faith and trust that God is the kind of God that could heal that. But for me, I stopped short there. And uh, I it, it's caused a dilemma in my life. And my mentor, uh, much wiser, older, and uh, more seasoned than I said, you know what you're doing there? You're trying to protect God. You won't trust him because he doesn't want you to fail. You don't want him to fail you as if he could. Mm -hmm. You don't trust him because he may not give you the answer you want, which was hard to hear, hard to process, and I'm beginning, as time goes on, to find how true that is. So I I love that distinction between faith and trust because I think at times in all of our life, we've wrestled with both of those definitions.
0: Well, I think there's a difference between eternal trust like trust in Good God point. and who he says he is and that he is gonna resurrect me and then there's trust that God's gonna get me through through the situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and, and I think those are different things. And I think they they are different in scripture because the trust that God's gonna get me through the situation isn't um while it's important, it, it's not the end all be all like if I don't trust him in this situation that all of a sudden my eternal trust Loses and, and therefore I'm not going to be with him. But
2: doesn't it seem funny that we would trust someone with our trinity and won't trust him with our day to day life? That
0: that is quite ironic, right? It, <laughs> yeah, is. it is. But and but it, I think it's where lot, we all live, though. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. It's it's where we all do live. Is because, Absolutely. I mean, you really think about trusting in God in your day to day, not just your day to day, but like all the decisions that you make, um, the ways that you feel. It is. Is kind of indicative of the way that you trust. Mm-hmm. Like if you're feeling crappy about something, if you're feeling unsure, if you're feeling un- unconfident, that's not the word. Well, <laughs> um, we'll if word if you're make. feeling yeah. a lack of confidence, yeah. it's probably because your trust in some way was shaken down the road that God can't take care of this, um, you know, in a way that it is, is going to move me through this situation. Yeah. And so therefore, I'm not confident about it. But when you trust, you know, God in your day to day, I think you can become more confident. And so maybe we listed all these ways that you could become more confident in the podcast, uh, you you know, but I think the beginning point is maybe trusting that God is going to get you through it all. He's going to get you through that presentation at work through that speech that you have to make. And so therefore I'm confident going into it because I know, you know, even if I mess up, it's going to be okay because God's going to get me through it all.
1: Yeah.
2: And sometimes that lack of confidence comes in, we're not hundred percent sure or certain that he's going to answer it. The, really, the way we would want it answered, mm-hmm. uh, and I think probably the best example of trust would be, uh, you know, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, and they said, "God can and and may save us, but if not, so." Their trust was based on who he was. It may not be come to our outcome. We could we could crisp up like a piece of bacon, or God who we believe can save us, can save us, but if not. So I think that's trusting God and not so much trust in the end result. I think maybe we put too much effort and too much uh, weight on the end result of that instead of trusting God. If he's sovereign and he knows what he's doing, I I have to trust in that. And that may not end like I want it to temporarily, but it will end up like it needs to be because of his sovereignty. So I think think that's part of our wrestling.
0: Yeah, and when you look at Paul and Paul and Philippians says to live um it is
2: for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. yeah.
0: To live as Christ. I was thinking for some reason I was wrong there. But he says to live as Christ and to to die is gain. Yeah. You know, I think in that he is saying, hey, if I get to be here, cool. Trust it. And it's the the four guys dancing in the fire, which I cannot pronounce and I will not try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um sorry, three guys dancing in the fire, fourth Yeah. Like of Christ. Of Christ. Yeah. Right. Um but anyways is paul's doing the exact same thing in the new testament saying okay hey if i die cool i get to stay here and i get to preach christ and i get to share this yeah. and i get to just grow people and i get to encourage people and i get to love people and if i die i get to be with him that's even cooler yeah
2: imagine how that frustrated them because i mean people who bully you they like to have leverage but they had no leverage with him because of his faith he's like you don't want to kill me cool i'll stay and preach." You want to kill me? Awesome. I'll be the Christ whether I live or whether I die. And, like, that has got to be frustrating to those that want to torture him because really what he's saying is you don't have control here. My faith and trust in God is all that matters, not your actions. And I wish, you know, in all honesty, I wish I had a little bit more of that when it came to certain things.
0: Well, and I think we wish we had a little more of that in the big things, right? Yeah but we don't wish we had a little bit more in the day to day. Yeah. And, and, and so I, maybe we need to change our perspective and say, okay, you know what? I need to have more confidence and more faith and more trust in what God's doing and, in and, and all the things that happen and and me being just reamed by, by my boss. Okay. I need to have trust in God that, Hey, it's going to be okay. He's going to get me through it. And if I lose this job, Oh there's another one somewhere yeah. and I'll take it if I get to stay well then I'm going to prove my boss wrong yeah. and I'm going to do all that I can do to to make sure that this doesn't happen again and it's going to be a great day either way and so therefore my trust in God really impacts how my day goes. No
2: and I think that's such a great point especially again when you connect that to with what Robbie said. So if I, you know, if I start to trust him day by day by day uh, then when the big thing comes, as Robbie said, now I do have uh, justifiable evidence. I could look back over my last 20 days and see what trust did. Now the big one doesn't scare me yeah. because I now have justifiable evidence and proof that this is who God is. So, no, I you're right. And I think we only deal in the big things. And God just God really uh, he wants to have a relationship day to day, just not in the big things. So it's
0: important that we have trust. It's important that we have faith. It's important that we grow our confidence in Christ mm-hmm. and in our faith because without it, we just can be pushed from side to side um, as a ship is pushed by the waves, as I believe the Bible says. Yeah. Okay. Unless I'm making stuff up right now. No, that's
2: okay. <laughs> um, As a, as a uh, ship tossed to and fro. Yep. Yes.
0: So... Um, it's important that we have that faith. It's important that we have that confidence in what we believe. And so I think it's important that if we don't, that we really try to dive down into it and remember the times that God has, uh, made himself evident in our lives mm-hmm. that we look to and research, Um, all the evidence that we can through the, through Bible, through the Bible, reading the Bible um, through prayer, like we talked about that we can find the evidence in all these different places. Like Robbie said, you know, Hey, there have been how many years, how many thousands of years of Christians they've got it figured out. You don't have to do it on your own. You just have to find it. And so it's important to find that evidence for the things that you are questioning, that you are doubting and things that are, um, mounting up in you that are causing you to lose confidence in your faith
2: you know as as we wrap it up let me leave us with one more verse that I think uh, kind of settles that when we have confidence or we don't the when, when you're in bondage you're in bondage to doubt and to fear and to uncertainty well uh, as Robbie brought to our attention if God is our foundational truth uh, John eight says this, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You want to get some victory over your lack of confidence. You want to get some victory over your doubting. Then if you build that, as we've said over the last four found, uh, podcasts, that your foundation of truth is in Christ. That truth will set you free. I don't have to worry. Uh, the doubt can be good cause it's going to drive me to the answer. And I think uh, we can all use that kind of freedom.
0: So I think that's where we pick up next time is we pick up and we talk about, um, about how we can be free, how mm. we can loosen those change, how, how we, how we can, uh, stop being bound by the negativity, by the, uh, things that can bind us. And so, uh, and the freedom that ensues when you're taken out of that bondage. Mm. So let's, let's talk about that next time. Yeah. Um. But uh, thanks so much for Robbie for coming on. Uh, we, we've had a blast doing this today, and we hope that you had a blast listening to it. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you know in some way maybe you can take some inventory of your life and, and really understand uh, maybe where your confidence lies in your faith. And if if you are lacking confidence, that you can grow from it, and if you have confidence, that you can continue to build upon that. And I think it's important either way that we do that. So thanks so much for listening. Um, if you want to listen to the previous podcasts that we had on confidence, you can do that at rppodcast.com and find all of our platforms or any, on any of those platforms, you can go back and listen to the last episode, but we're so glad that you're here, uh, that you're listening and we hope that you have a great week and we will see you next time.